Hey everyone, this is Heavy Lifting with Uncle Gary, the weekly podcast for a stronger biblical worldview, exclusively on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. We are in chapter 9, which is uh, entitled The Rejection of Israel. And uh, if you're just joining us or if this is the first time you've, you've heard any of this, we are going through David Chilton's book, Paradise Restored, chapter by chapter, or you know, sometimes a couple chapters at a time. Um, but but w- one of the reasons is because this is, this is just such a, such a great book, and it's a survey. It's an overview of, of the, entire, the entire story of the Bible and showing how uh, you know, God's, God's kingdom on earth from the garden to the city— you know, from the from from the Garden of Eden to the to the city of 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 the New Jerusalem in the in the Book of Revelation, God's God's kingdom was always working through the remnant. It was always working through the small to the big, um, from from the from the stone that becomes a mountain and the seed that becomes a tree. There's that's that, that's a principle that that God uses all through all through yes. the Bible. Yes. And one of the the things, and and this is of of course a a major. Um, sticking point with with dispensationalism is the 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 title of this chapter the rejection of of israel um god god's always had one people he's he's is israel was the example in the old testament but even even israel was called to be a light and and a discipling factor to the nations. yeah the nations were actually to look at at Israel as a model and right. say, "Oh, wow! Look, look what, look what you, do, look what you were able to do by following God's commandments." Yeah, and we want to be like that. Teach us how to do that. Right. And by changing our pagan ways and adopting God's way of of dealing with all this. Yeah. So the the nations were to respond like Rahab responded when when the spies came in. She said, "Look, we." We know. We yes. we know what's been happening. We know what, what what your God has been doing to to the other people, and I want no part of that. Me me and my family we we want to be part of your God. Yeah, and it's, it's and it's interesting about that is this that comes in that case only two spies were sent out, and if you go back to Numbers, uh, you find that you know twelve spies were sent out into the land, and everything that God had said about the land was 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 right on. But ten of the spies came back and said, "With a false narrative." Yeah, was saying, "Whoa, wait, wait a minute! They're giants in the land." Yeah, well, I guess not a false narrative, but a but a fearful narrative. Yes, and as a result of that, the people listened to the ten to the to the ten right uh, the ten spies, and they and Israel lost forty years as a result of all yeah. a result of all that, and and that's part of the that's part of all of this is that God ends up bringing judgment on Israel for 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 disobedience. Right. And in that case, 40 years in the wilderness yeah. you're going to have to wait. You're all going to have to die. Your generation is going to have to die out before and you're not going to even see the see the right. promised land. So Moses Moses sends the 12. Moses sends sends the the 12 spies and like you said and Joshua and Caleb come back with a posit, with a biblical the, report. Hey, yeah, they're, they they if you read the passage, they never denied that there were giants right, in the land. Right, but our God can, yeah, can lick I mean, them. Come on, we, yeah, we can no take problem them. here. Um, but then, but then when, when when Joshua sends in the spies, how many does he send? Just two. Two. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's a very interesting. You know, Joshua learned the lesson. Like, well, look, we only need two. Biblically, we only need two or three witnesses. I'm going to send the two because because we had we had it's we had problem. two of a of of a of a faithful report, and and that's what these these spies come in and and Rahab's like, oh man, you know, you, we we have seen. 
the the stories we know we know what's up here so i want i want you to protect me and my and and she you know she lets the, the spies out by the window and and all these all these things happen there but that that's was always supposed to be how the nations were to respond to god yeah, yeah and here's here's the now we talk about the rejection of israel now uh that seems like a, a pretty harsh title for a chapter and god obviously does did not reject all of israel yeah uh, but Rahab was not an Israelite, right. and she was a, she was a uh, she was grafted into an already existing believing nation. And if you look at the genealogy, she's in that genealogy of of Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Right. So when we talk about the rejection of Israel, and she's mentioned in Hebrews eleven. Yes, it doesn't mean that all, that God rejected rejected the Jews. It was always by a remnant. And when you even get to Romans chapter eleven. Paul makes it, well, actually, Romans 9, 10, and 11, that God is dealing with the remnant, with right. the faithful remnant. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the Israel of God. That language is used. It's only used once in the New Testament, the Israel of God. So there are two different kinds. There are two Israels. There's an Israel of unbelieving people, and there is the Israel of believing people. Right. And it's the same with the Gentiles. There are believing Gentiles, and there are unbelieving Gentiles. Yeah. It's the same deal. And and Paul even, even explicitly says that in in the book of Romans, you know, a Jew is not one externally. A Jew is not one made made one by circumcision. A a Jew is made by circumcision of the heart. It's a it's an it's an interior thing, not an exterior thing. It, it doesn't matter who you were born to. It matters who you serve now. Or is 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 God your father, or is is you know this this idea of of Abraham, or you know we have this this spiritual um, guy in our in our lineage that that we look back well. No, Abraham himself would have said, "No, God is my father." Yeah, you know, and and, and that's that that's who I'm serving. Not you don't serve me; you serve him. And you look at John's gospel, the first chapter, and says, "There came a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came for a witness, that he might bear witness to the light, that all might believe through him. He he was not the light, but came that he might bear witness of the light." There was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Yeah. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Right. And, then it's, and then it goes on, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. So there you see right at the beginning— uh, what you're seeing here is this this remnant idea, and that this this has nothing to do with the status of Israel as a blood people. Right. They were God's chosen people to bring a message to the world, but just because they were a a blood people did not mean that they would be auto- automatically be part of God's kingdom. Right. And one of the the primary uh, parables that that. David Chilton uses in this chapter is the parable of the landowner, which we already dealt with in a previous podcast called the parable of of the landowner, um, and I think we we even we even refer to that as kind of like the introduction to these Paradise Restored uh, podcasts. So if you if you want to uh, listen to the the parable of the landowner podcast, you go back. I think it was in in late January or something. It was a few months back. Um, so we won't deal specifically with the parable of the landowner, but I think it's important to point out that when Jesus tells the parable of, of the landowner, he's essentially giving, he's he's giving a short synopsis of this is why 
This is why judgment is coming upon you, people, you Pharisees, you chief priests. You are rejecting me. You are rejecting me as, as God's son. God, God sent you prophets in your in, in your history, and you ignored them, you killed them, you beat them, you sent them back. Yeah. God was God was coming to his Matthew, vineyard. Matthew twenty three. Jesus outlines all that in Matthew chapter twenty three. Right. And that and now the dispensationalist comes back and says, oh, but yeah, 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 okay, we understand all that. But but the you know Jesus says in Matthew chapter twenty four verse I think it's verse thirty two. Let's see here. Uh now learn the parable from the fig tree when its branches already become tender and puts forth its leaves. You know that summer is near. Even so, you too, when you see all these things, recognize that he is near or it is near right at the door. Yeah. And people say, oh, the, the dispensationalist says, oh, oh see, this Israel's going to become a nation again, and Jesus is going to be reconstituted as a nation based upon that fig tree illustration there. And I always say, well, wait a minute. Jesus is so specific in Matthew chapter 24 of all these signs, yeah. wars and rumors of wars and famines and pestilence, uh, gospel being preached in all the world. You can go on all these very, very, very specific things. But all of a sudden, the most important part of the dispensational theology about Israel becoming a nation again is the fig tree illustration. Yeah. Now, where, do, where do they get that? Now, that, that was a... That was a huge, huge thing in, in the beginning part of dispensational theology, and you also find it in Hal Lindsey's Late Great Planet Earth. And David mentions this uh, in chapter, in this particular chapter and on page 77, Israel was a garden, a vineyard, in rebellion against its owner. Or to change the metaphor, it was a tree without fruit, as Jesus said in another parable. Right. And that is the parable of uh, the, 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 fig, the fig tree and the barren fig tree and it's barren and it's interesting where if 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 israel is the fig tree in matthew chapter 24 32 we have to assume that that israel was the fig tree in matthew chapter uh 21 right but jesus sees the fig tree and there's no fruit on the tree and he curses the fig tree and he makes this statement there'll never be fruit on you again yeah so you can't have it both ways right you can't say the fig tree in matthew 21 is 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 not Israel and the fig tree in Matthew chapter 24 verse 32 is Israel. Yeah. And Jesus is actually describing in Matthew 24:32 a a fruitless tree. All it has is leaves on it. Right. And uh, again, the first Christians were in fact Jews. The first church, the first ecclesia is identified as a completely Jewish church in Acts chapter 5. Right. Persecution of the Jews by Jews took place in the book of Acts very early after Stephen gets up there and recapitulates Israel's history. Right. And who kill, who kills him? They do. The Jew, other Jews yeah. do. So th- this rejection of Israel motif isn't something that says Israel is completely out of the picture. Right. It's not. Is that Israel were the first believers, uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Jews all over the Mediterranean world embraced Jesus as the promised Messiah, and Gentiles were eventually grafted into an already existing uh, a Jewish body of believers. This even this even precedes Jesus because because John the Baptist had the had had the same message. You know who who warned you from the to flee from the wrath to come from the wrath to come. So so John the Baptist who John the Baptist if 
if you go back to the last chapter of or or the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, John the Baptist comes as as that forerunner. He comes as that um, that pre uh, precursor to the Messiah, who who is to who is to as Isaiah forty says, you know, flatten out. Make the make the high the highways flat. Make the make this make this uh this rocky this rocky valleys, path smooth. Bring the valleys up and bring the mountains down and make a, a a level highway. Yeah. So John the Baptist, his role is to call the people of Israel back to their understanding, back to to what God has called them to be, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the children back to the hearts of the fathers. So he's 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 reminding Israel of of all the things that have transpired. And and oh by the way, you know, there's a guy behind me. He's the Messiah, and he's the one coming to, to to bring all these things that the Old Testament talked about. But but Herod kills John the Baptist, and then and then Rome, through the through the urging of the the, the chief priests and the Pharisees, killed Jesus. So when when it says the rejection of Israel, Israel as as this independent, stubborn, stiff-necked nation is what's being rejected there, not. Not not God's son Israel because Jesus is is the God's true, son. Is the true Israel is the true Israel. It's it's this unrepentant, un, unwilling. We don't we don't want you. You know you're you're making you're making political problems for us. Get this guy out of here. That's the Israel that's being rejected. The 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 independent. We got this God. We're we're okay. We don't we don't need you meddling in our affairs. Go go look for fruit somewhere else. And it's it's interesting you mentioned the passage that uh, John the Baptist who, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, and there are a lot of a lot of groups now are rejecting the, the pre-trib dispensational view of, of of the future, and they're adopt they're adopting something called the pre-wrath view, and they're saying this rapture takes place right before God's wrath is is poured out during this tribulation period. Okay, so here we go from here we go from John the Baptist talking to a specific audience who warned you to flee from the wrath to come right to all of a sudden to a generation 2000 years of the future is supposed to be the one who are not going to go through this wrath and yet the apostle paul in first thessalonians uh where the apostle paul in first thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 says and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead that is jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Yeah. This wrath to come was a wrath to bring an end to the old covenant era. Right. And you see this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, For you, brethren, became imitators of the churches of God in Christ Jesus that are in, are in Judea. For you also endured the same sufferings at the hands of your own countrymen, even as they did from the Jews, who, uh, who both killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and drove us out, they are not pleasing to God, but hostile to all men, hindering us from speaking to the Gentiles that they might be served, be saved, and with a result that they always fill up the of the measure of their sins, but wrath has come upon them to the utmost. Right, and that basically you find what you find here is is that Paul seems to be quoting from Matthew chapter twenty three. Okay, because that's. Jesus was essentially saying the same thing. Yeah, and 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 that was a consistent message through Jesus' ministry. Because if you, if you read in the beginning of of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, "Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father,' as we already talked about. Do not think you uh, to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. So this is the beginning." The yes. beginning of, of of Jesus of Jesus public ministry, he says, even now, 
the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And that, so that it was a, this, this, this idea that, that, that he's, he's trimming off branches, that he's, that he's, he's pruning the tree. That was, that was a consistent message to his whole ministry. And it, it, look, it was, it was the message of the Old Testament as well. I mean, Israel sent off into captivity because of unbelief, but at the same time, there was a believing remnant. You think of Daniel and his, his three, three friends and those who came back from, from captivity, rebuilt the city, Ezra, Nehemiah. Uh, so th- this is a consistent theme all the way through Scripture. Right. Now, there isn't going to be this, uh, all of a sudden, Israel is going to be reconstituted as God's nation again, uh, and we're going to see the Antichrist arise, and then we're going to see, the, once again, the Jews slaughtered. Two-thirds of the Jews are supposed to be slaughtered. The, you've got to put this stuff into historical perspective in terms of what the audience was and also the timing of these events. Uh, John the Baptist gave the warning. Who, who warned you to yeah. flee from the wrath to come? Right. Um, and so there is a dividing line that's going to be taking, that takes place uh, in the book of Acts between believing Jews and unbelieving Jews. You also see it in the Gospels as, as, as well. Uh, the, the, the persecutors of Jesus in the Gospels and in the early parts of the book of Acts were, in fact, Jews. Right. And the, the people who were being persecuted were, in fact, Jews. Yeah. Uh, that's the dividing line. Yeah, so the, I, I think a, a, good, a good summary of, of this entire chapter is on page 79, where David writes, The same multitude which welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem with hosannas was screaming for his blood in less than a week. Like all slaves, their attitude was fickle. But ultimately, their attitude was summed up in another of Jesus' parables. We will not have this man to reign over us. And that's in Luke 19. Uh, The chief priests revealed the faith of the nation when they vehemently denied the lordship of Christ and affirmed, we have no king but Caesar. And that's that's John 19.15. So that's that's it right there. You know, we have we have no king but Caesar. Look, we we already got a king. We don't. Thank you very much, God. We're good. We're okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now you're back to kind of First Samuel chapter eight. Nothing new, right? You know, give us a king like all the other nations, and God says, "Okay, I'll do that." Right. And here you go. Right. And you got him. Now live with the consequences of yeah. it. Yeah. And that's where we are today. We're living with the consequences of our choices. Um, and there's no escape from this. You're not going to be raptured out of here in order to escape from this because the people in Israel's day, when they chose uh, uh, Saul as king over them, weren't raptured out. The same thing happened when the, the, the people of uh, in the book of Judges, the number of times they embraced Baalism over God's covenant, they weren't raptured out. And the same thing's happened. It's, it's happened all the way through history. Yeah. Ch- church has got to learn its lesson. There, there is no solution to this but to, you know, to embrace Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior uh, for the redemption, for eternal redemption, and also redemption in the here and now. Right. So David ends the chapter on a... On a, on a positive note, as God had promised, the kingdom was indeed established when Christ came. But instead of embracing and assimilating old Israel into its structure, the kingdom came and ground Israel to powder. Remember, you know, John the Baptist said, he must increase, but I must decrease. Yeah. You know, John, a, a, as the final representative of the old covenant, he was, he was the final Old Testament prophet. He, was, he, was, he recognized his role was to, was, was to slide, you know, was to go down while, while Jesus was I've done my job. I came here and did what I was supposed to do, and now we see the true, the, the true Savior, what's, what's, what's about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the kingdom came and ground uh, Israel to powder. God's new temple, the church, was established as the old temple was torn down and reduced to rubble. 
So that I mean, you you not you don't only have this this theological lesson. You have you have a, a physical lesson in history. There is no temple in Israel right now. There's 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 the Wailing Wall. There's there's a bunch of a bunch of like David says here rubble that they they kind of constructed it's, it's a to tourist remind attra- them. It's, it's a, a tourist attraction. It's, it's, right. it's interesting. It's an invisible tourist attraction. Yeah, right. You go over this there. This is what used to be here. It's not here. Yeah. But there's a wall. There's this wall there which has nothing to do with the temple. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting the way the the book of Revelation, uh, you know, concludes as well in in Revelation chapter twenty one verse twenty two. And I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. This isn't talking about something that's going to take place in the distant future. This was something that was a reality when the book of Revelation was written. Right, right. And it's and it's and it's still reality today and it's and, and it's a reality now. Christ's kingdom is continually growing. Christ's kingdom is present now. It's here. You may not you may not see Jesus sitting on a throne somewhere, but he is. He's 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 ruling and reigning at the Father's right hand and this is this is his kingdom like it or not. And he's telling us to get to work. Get to work. All right. Well, thanks, Gary. Uh, that was Paradise Restored, uh, number eight, I think. Um, that was chapter nine, uh, the rejection of Israel. So uh, we'll be on chapter ten. In fact, chapter ten next week is the Great Tribulation. So I didn't, I didn't want to. Um, that 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 that's going to be a pretty powerful chapter. So we and and that that's that's getting right into right into Gary's uh, long writing ministry. So I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about about that chapter. So. Uh, Make sure to join us next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. For more information on Worldview Resources, visit AmericanVision.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the Gary DeMar podcast available on iTunes and Spotify. See you next week on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.